welcome back to Suck and Take guest segment. This week we have uh, Mehmet, I believe. Is that his name? Yeah. yeah. Yes, that is your yeah. name. That is how you pronounce it. I'm just built different like that. I know everything. Uh, <laughs> he runs the Across the Pond podcast on Instagram, and he will give you those ats and the links to his socials uh, at the end of the episode. Uh, so we're just going to ask him, basically, he lives overseas, uh, how he kind of fell in love with the game and what players kind of influenced him and who did he love to watch growing up. I think I have a, I think I have a, few, yeah. <laughs> a few players in mind. Uh, and then we're going to go to uh, talking about the Patriots offseason, and then finally we're going to finish up with Schmuck of the Week, which I am told my sources are telling me will include the first ever non-NFL-related Schmuck of the Week. So uh, first, how did you... Like was it was it like a parent? Was it a brother? How did you initially start watching the game? Okay, so I think everyone in the UK knows what the NFL is. So I had an idea. Absolutely. How I actually got into the game was a bit different. So I I started playing Madden Twenty One, which I recently downloaded again back on my Xbox. And if anyone is a Madden Twenty One fan and loves old school EA, I mean you've got to go download it. It's awesome. Uh, that's where I started to learn football. Like I learned on Madden. Uh, yeah. I never had a team. I, I I wanted a team. I was willing to to get one. And then I was watching uh, Family Guy. I was watching an episode where <laughs> Tom Brady went over to the Griffin's house. And I was like, who's this Brady guy? So I searched him up, did some research. I was like, oh, cool, the Patriots. Let me make that, let, you, let me make that my team. And I, from there, I started following them. And I was like, oh, okay, shit. They are actually... <laughs> They're quite good. Okay. Yeah. And, um, okay. And so I started watching the games. I never, it's quite difficult to watch it here. And I was quite young. I was maybe yeah. uh, 14 years old. And the, the big thing for me was watching them was difficult. So I used to go on Google and it used to be able to like tell you where the ball was and it would tell you what down it was. And yeah. I would watch the game through there. And I remember I watched uh, the Super Bowl 49. On my phone. Oh my god! Oh my god! That is dedication, <laughs> dude. Imagine seeing the Malcolm Butler interception. You were probably like, "Shit, man! They got the ball." It's at the. I, I, oh, I think at that point it. I was asleep. I had school and I had school the next day, and I was only yeah. fourteen. And I had it. I was up to like the third quarter, and then I watched the highlights afterwards. But my first ever game was, I believe, it was a divisional game uh, against the Ravens that led to going yep. to Super Bowl Forty Nine, and that was the first game. I found on TV and I watched it all the way through. And from that point, I just fell in love with the NFL, the, like how the Patriots yeah. ran, the atmosphere, and I loved it. Um, I mean, I love sports, but just the NFL took me away and it, it's had my heart ever since. And I've, yeah. I've been a Patriot ever since. Yeah. Absolutely. That's that's an awesome story. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's not what I was, <laughs> I was expecting. Like, oh, well, you know, but that was, that was awesome. You found it. Yeah, that was guy. awesome. Uh, that was, yeah, that was a great story. Uh, Couple more questions for you. Uh, when did you decide that you wanted to start your Across the Pond uh, podcast, and how long have you been running that? Okay, so it's just been under a year. I think we're at like eight or nine months now, uh, and obviously a big guy who's you know uh, been doing it on the podcast scene, Pat McAfee. I was listening to his podcasts, and I was like, shit, for real, I could just talk uh, a bunch of shit, mm -hmm. and I'd enjoy <laughs> that because I do it anyway, and I do it to my family, I do it to my friends who who don't really know too much about the game. And I was like, well, why don't I set up a, a platform and just talk shit? And I mean, I've been at it since getting interviews and everything. And it's it's fun. It's something different. And 
you you meet people, you learn new things, you learn. Yeah. I mean, I just had an interview today and I was talking to an ex uh, Patriots player and he was talking to me about how the Patriots ran, uh, how Tom Brady was after practice and just the things you get to learn from doing the podcast. It, I mean, it's been something great. So I'm glad I got into it. And yeah, just, it all just started from just talking shit and saying, yeah, I could talk, I could talk this all on a, on a podcast yeah, format and do what everyone absolutely. else does. Yeah, yeah, John and I, John and I basically the same thing. We were like, dude, we we literally talk about this this shit for hours. So yeah, so why so why not? Hear, right? <laughs> right. So why not yeah. let everyone else hear? And worst case scenario, they hate us. So <laughs> yeah, there we are. Uh, yeah, I think we we're playing Madden. We we're, play- yeah, we're, we're playing. We're playing Madden. Madden. We're like, you know what? We we've had enough of commentating our own games because who wants to listen to the guys talking on that <laughs> game? And we we're like, yeah, no, we could we could do this. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. I've been uh probably since the probably since the age of five. John knows this, and I'm sure as we as we start to have you on more and, and kind of bring followers both ways, you will get to know this too. I am a huge stats analytics like loser, and since the time I was five, oh, okay. and so we were we were finally just kind of like, you know, we we both think we're pretty funny kids, and like we tend to know like John knows a lot about like the situational football, and and I know a lot mm-hmm. about the plays and stuff like that too. But like my thing is like you have this percentage chance to do this. Like I'm like the robot. <laughs> yeah. uh, and so that's how we did it. And that's, that's awesome that you, that you found it through family guy. Wow. Yeah. Um, for all you parents out there who think that show is bad. Look at this guy. It started, yeah. started family a successful guy's podcast. Bad. Family guy is family not guy's bad. amazing. Yeah. Family guy does exactly what it's supposed to do. Yeah. Piss people off. <laughs> um, and who, who would you say are your top three favorite players of all time? Okay, so of all time in the NFL, I, I could be 100% biased and I could go all Patriots uh, and, you know, pick my favorite Patriots. But I'm going to go and be a bit lenient towards some other players. So, number one, I've got to have Tom Brady at the top of it. Just yeah. because, I mean, regardless of being a Patriots fan, if you don't have Tom Brady in at least your top five, you're doing something wrong. You're watching the game wrong because the way he's been able to play for 20 years, it's amazing. And also being a Patriots fan, I've got that bias as well, but right. I mean, I still would have him as, as, as at my number one spot. Oh yeah, he's my um, number one. He's my number one greatest player of all time. He's not my favorite. Right. Oh god, no. But oh, yeah, but uh, yeah, he would be your favorite yeah, if you're not a Patriots fan or, or books fan, right? But I mean, he's he's definitely the best player, and also being a Patriots fan helps, right? So he's right, taking right, the number yeah. one spot for course, me. No debate about that. Um, I'll go with the number two, and I don't want to give it all to the uh quarterbacks but number two is like quite a personal favorite as well i do like peyton manning he i mean after he retired as well and Mm -hmm. you know his playing ability was is up there is one of the best ever as well and but he's just a fun guy i mean i I talked to a few people heard some stories about him he's apparently apparently peyton manning here's your name even for one time even if he just says hello he will never forget your name and mm-hmm. i mean that's from a credible source as well apparently he's great with names he's great with uh you know being a good being a good character and i like him i like him as a player and i'm gonna have to think about my number three because there's a few people that are bouncing in my mind and if we're going with my top players i'm gonna think of someone who's influenced the game but has been around the area and I want to show some love to the defensive side. So to show love just to the defense, I'm going to go with, oh, uh, I'm going Stefan Gilmore because I got his jersey as well. He's one <laughs> of my top players. I love to see the way he way he plays on the field, the mentality he brings to the team. I know it's really biased, 
Um, but I mean, I'm I'm taking Gilmore yeah. just because he's a good he's a good DB, and I'm sure John will agree with me as well. Maybe yeah. not Uniman, but I mean, John's <laughs> definitely agreeing with it. <laughs> and so yeah, yeah. I'd say I think that's quite harsh, but they're my top three in terms of like if I've got to give love to the defense, I'm giving it love to one of our guys. Right. Yeah, so they're my top three right now. But there's yeah. a there's a lot more I could go into. Yeah. I, I've, there's a lot more I could tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, John and I will give you our top three favorite players of all time, real quick. Okay. So okay. my uh, my my number one, my favorite can I, player. Can I change I've... it? Can yeah, I, can I can, change you it if you guys give me a good idea? Yeah, go yeah, ahead. yeah, for sure. Yeah, for yeah, sure. yeah okay, uh, okay. You give me yours. My my number one all time favorite player I think I've ever watched, uh, Jordy Nelson. I stand by this. There is not a receiver in oh, the last okay. ten years who played for the Packers who consistently does it well in the big spots. And we have De- we have Devontae Adams. He's phenomenal. He is probably the best wide receiver in the league right now. However, you saw I will I will put these screenshots on Instagram because people will get pissed. He dropped a touchdown and he forgot where he was in the end zone on a touchdown. And that stuff that that he struggled with in his career is drops and situational awareness. And Jordy Nelson, was he the fastest? No. Was he the best route runner? No. He was the toughest mother I have ever seen. And he just didn't drop the ball in big situations. Uh, then secondly, I think my second favorite player ever is Tyler Eifert. Uh, I absolutely loved watching Tyler Eifert and Andy Dalton play, which is a super uh, – the Bengals are my second favorite team. Uh, super random duo to enjoy watching, but I have Eifert's jersey, and uh, I absolutely love that guy. Great blocker, pretty good receiver. Absolutely love that guy growing up. And then third, also to give uh, actually the Patriots some credit, is running back Stephen Ridley. Uh, another mm. kind of random no-name <laughs> no name guy that most people wouldn't know. I love those guys. Right now in the league, my favorites are Jamal Williams, Alan Lazard, and uh, probably a guy like... Um, uh, Oh my god, uh, Kyler Murray. Those are some of my favorite players in the league right now. But yeah, all the time it's got to be Jordy, Eifert, and Ridley. And all three of those guys aren't guys that are like the the greatest of all time at their positions. And John, go ahead. Yeah, um, I'm gonna start off with two Patriots. Actually, um, one is gonna be Tom Brady. He he's the goat. He, he I grew up watching him. He got, like, watching him win those Super Bowls, it was just like, oh, my God, this is the coolest thing ever. So I got into the sport and everything. Um, really liked the way he played, you know. Yeah. It, it was, there was just no question as a Patriot. Absolutely. Number two, I'm going with David Andrews, the center. Um, I play football, as a lot of the listeners know, and I love David Andrews. I'm an offensive lineman, and – David Andrews is pretty undersized for an offensive lineman. He's six foot two. To most people, that's like, oh my God, he's a giant, but offensive linemen go usually around six six. Um, he had one offer from Georgia, uh, where he lived, and he played like a boss. And then he went to the Patriots, and now he's a great center. And I just really like that underdog mentality out of him. Um yeah, uh, he really, you know, he really inspires me. I guess. Um, number three, I'm gonna have to go with Barry Sanders. It's just fun if you can throw on a Barry Sanders highlight tape. You love to watch it. The, for as short of a time as the guy did play, I, I think he's a great running back. I love to watch him. I have his jersey. Um, I, my dad's from Michigan. You know, he wasn't really a Detroit Lions fan because who wants to be a Detroit Lions fan? But he told me about, you know, the Lions and Barry Sanders, and, you know, I really love them. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a good list. That's a good list. Uh, notable people, I think, to add onto my list right right now. Uh, dude, I love Elgton Jenkins so much. <laughs> the, the that guy can play anywhere. It's amazing. Um, and and that's that probably wraps that up. Uh, I was not planning to go into uh, all of our favorite players. And then my last question for you is. How much longer do you think... Now, obviously, I don't think the Patriots will ever get back to what they were. I don't think any franchise in the history of the sport will ever get back to where the Patriots were for the for those last 20 years. You guys have more championships in 20 years than I probably will have girlfriends in my entire life. <laughs> at the rate we're going. Yeah, <laughs> at, the, at the rate we're going. Uh, and uh, anyways, uh, moving on from that. Um, like, what were your favorite... First, what were your favorite games? Like, obviously you didn't get to watch a ton of the games, but I'm sure you have some favorite games. And then second, how much longer do you think until the Patriots maybe can make a run at a Super Bowl again? Okay, so my favorite games. It's easy to put the... Obviously, it's easy to put the Super Bowl wins up there um, because, I mean, you win a Super Bowl. I mean, for most teams, if you win one or two Super Bowls, uh, you know, that's your favorite game, right? So <laughs> I don't want to put every single Super Bowl in there. I'm going to have to put the divisional game against the Ravens just because that was one of my first games I, I watched. Mm -hmm. This one is obscure and a bit fucking weird, but it was <laughs> the 2018 Week 16 Patriots versus the Jets because that's the first Patriots game I ever saw live. I went over to Gillette Stadium, so that holds a special, like, a, a little special, you know, part in my yeah. heart. So that's yeah. one of my favorite games as well. Um, I'm taking Super Bowl 51 up there yeah. because, I mean, come on. Explanation <laughs> needed? No. no. <laughs> um, 49 was a great one as well. So that's up there as well. And I'll think of a regular season game or just a playoff game that sticks in my mind. And I'm... It's a, it's very hard to to pick one because Patriots have had so much success. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Shit. Let me think of one. It's it probably would be a meet in between. Okay. Okay. A great one, and I think you might remember this one, John. Couple years back, week six, I think it was, when the Patriots took on the Chiefs at home. Gronkowski got a final catch, ran it for like an extra fifteen yep. yards. After the catch, yeah, set up field goal well. position for Gus, uh, Guskowski to kick the field goal. I mean, one that was probably one of my yeah. favorite uh, games that I remember. And I just remember being downstairs going ape shit after we got to get <laughs> a hard drive. I mean, it's like 4 a.m. Whenever, whenever I get to watch games. So yeah. if they're on at late at night, it could go from 4 a.m. Uh, if it's Sunday games, it goes from uh, 6 p.m. to like 10 p.m. And... It's late at night, and I just remember being like, "Shit, let's go!" Like we got this in the bag, <laughs> and you know, that they're, they're some of my like top games just because the energy and and it, you know you just those games that you just enjoy and just last minute. I love those. I love those games. Absolutely. And we win and then... last minute, and we win. So yeah, not obvious. <laughs> Absolutely. And then uh, John and I will give you our two favorite really quick. Uh, obviously, I'm a Packers fan. People are gonna think like, "Oh, probably your Super Bowl win." Um, as much as I loved that team, I, maybe the Falcons game from that from that season where we curb stomped the Falcons in the playoffs um, was a good one. However, I think my favorite three games as a Packers fan were the overtime loss <laughs> to Arizona <laughs> yeah. in the playoffs. Good game. Because if you want to tell me that Aaron Rodgers can't be clutch, 
go back and look at that goddamn game. I like I dare you. <laughs> I dare you. Then secondly, I think when Rogers uh, he actually tore his ACL and then came back into the game and and he beat the Monday the Night Bears. Football one, right? Yeah, the first game of the season. <laughs> yeah, he was all drugged up after the interview. Uh, and that season was one of my favorite seasons, looking back on it, too. We weren't very good, but uh, he threw 25 touchdowns and two interceptions on a torn ACL, which was very impressive to me. And then third, I think, is probably uh, um, the the six touchdowns in a half game. That, another, oh, another classic Bears game. I mean, Wow. I don't think I I don't think that record will ever be broken. I don't think anybody else is ever gonna throw six touchdowns and a half. That's insane. And now, John, go ahead. Yeah. Um, can I do games? Um, not necessarily Patriots games. Mm-hmm. So, I'm gonna start off with uh, obviously the Super Bowls. I love the Super Bowls. Super Bowl Fifty One will have a special place in my heart. Mm-hmm. I can remember going to bed. Being like, this game's over. I I was I was probably like 12, 13 years old. I was like, oh, oh, this, this stinks. What you like, yeah, no, no, no. What you yeah. sounded like was, this game stinks. This is terrible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh my god. I I was in bed. My dad's still watching the game because he loves the Patriots too. And like, he wakes me up when we get that fumble, and it, it was like electric. I was standing up the entire game. It was crazy. Um. I'm going to have to think about this other one. Um, Probably another game that made me fall in love with uh, the Patriots was just, just any meeting between Manning and Brady. That amount of sportsmanship with the competitiveness. Like, you can't tell me that even though they hated each other on the field, they were like going at each other. They were. They still had this common respect for each other because they knew right. they were both good quarterbacks. Right, right, right. And I think that was like really something the sport had at the time that was just special. Yep. Um. Other than that, I'm gonna go with. Now this this one might be a stretch. Um. <laughs> Michigan versus Ohio State. It was a college football game. Must have been 20 um, years ago because you guys get blown out every time you play yeah. OSU now. <laughs> it might have been four years ago. Mm-hmm. I want to say it was a close game. Michigan had been playing like their best game of the season. It was he wants to say it was a close game. <laughs> it was. I'm and kidding, then, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Fourth, fourth down. They spot the ball. The refs spot the ball. Oh, give them like an extra that. yard and a half to give <laughs> them the first that. down. Yeah. I was elated. <laughs> I was so upset. Um, <laughs> and I think that game just kind of solidified a hatred for Ohio State <laughs> and a love for Michigan. Because um, I, I can remember wavering between Michigan State and Michigan. Because I was like, oh, when Michigan State's good, I'll root for them. And when Michigan's good, I'll root for them. So I was like, okay, now I'm a Michigan fan. I hate Ohio State. Everyone who goes there is a loser. Like, it was just, <laughs> I don't know what it was. It was just, it brought something yeah. in me. 
Yeah, I love games like that. Unfortunately, I haven't had many games like that against the Bears because, well, we absolutely curb stomp the crap out of you every time we play against you guys. And now, finally, uh, moving on a little bit. Um, so, who are your... Sh we do Schmuck of the Week. Everyone knows this. If you're watching this video right now and you don't know that, you are definitely not subscribed. So, go so go you, click the subscribe yeah. button. <laughs> did did um, you not want to talk about the, the Patriots offseason? You still want to talk I, about that? Oh yeah, yeah. Let, let's touch on that really quick. We we are running out of time, uh, though. Okay, we spent okay. we did spend a lot of time on uh, those games, but yeah. So let's talk. You got Joe Thune, He's a free agent. Uh, David Andrews, John's guy, is a free agent. Lawrence guy is a free agent. Adam Butler is a free agent. James White is a free agent, and Jason McCourty, who is now friggin' ancient at thirty four years old, <laughs> is a free agent. And also notable free agents are Cam Newton, uh, Demir Bird, Nick Folk. And uh, I don't think J.C. Jackson is – J.C. Jackson – he's a restricted free agent. I think I'm he's restricted. Sure about J.C. Yeah, I, I definitely he's think he's restricted though. So I I, he, I know he, he does not have like the choice of where to go play. Mm -hmm. Um, So who do you think they bring back? Who do you think they sign in the offseason just really quick? Ooh, okay, uh, we don't obviously – we don't bring back Cam Newton. I think we <laughs> either look for a quarterback who has a lot of talent uh, out of the out of the draft, or we pick someone up in free agent uh, free agency. I mean, it's not like the Patriots are used to going out and getting big targets, so I never expected the Stafford trade to go through, and obviously that didn't. I don't expect Watson to be picked up. That doesn't isn't uh, probably isn't going to happen. Also, don't expect Dak Prescott. So a lot of Free agency like the, with good quarterbacks. You're no. like the best Patriots fan ever. <laughs> you're like the best Patriots fan ever. Some of these assholes are literally sitting in our comment section going like, we're, we're getting Watson. This guy's awesome. This guy's awesome. You're definitely coming back now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I just don't. When you know the Patriots culture a little bit yeah. and you know that, yep. I mean, hell, if you don't want to sign a quarterback who has won six Super Bowls for you and you're trying to lowball him, you're not going to bring Deshaun Watson in who hasn't <laughs> done anything to prove himself that he's worthy of a Super Bowl where he was playing in the Texans and they're going to lowball him as well. And I just think it's it's that thing that come out with Stafford. He said he wants to go anywhere but the Patriots. And it's because, number one, they're a very strict organization. And number two, they're going to try lowball you, make you feel worthless and make yep. you feel like you're not worth the big, you know, multi-million dollar contract. You sign a little bit, you know, just like Cam Newton did. Cam Newton yep. bought in. It didn't work out, but he still, that it was there. You sh you see how they treated him and it works. Absolutely. It didn't work out for them. And now he's, you know, now they know where to set off from each other. We'll go both ways. But so we got to look for a quarterback, I think, coming out of college. Um, I'm not looking for anyone who is, you know, first round potentially. Maybe we get like a little bit later on. Someone, I did a good scouting team uh, with the Patriots. So someone who, you know, has the ability to improve uh, I'm not too right. sure about people coming out of the draft, but pick a young kid. Let's start fresh. Um, we can get rid of some of the, we can get rid of some of the wide receivers who didn't do any work for his last season. Um, we can probably make a few moves. Try get one good receiver in there. That's what I yeah. want to see. Is one. It, it heavily depends on what's going on with Julian Edelman. Does he want to stay or does he want to leave? What's his situation as well? Because if we have Jules, we have a bit of. Uh, a solid wide receiver core if we then, if we didn't have him. Um, and the tight end position's a bit, uh, you know, a bit depleted. So it'd be good to 
maybe pick someone up. I just think we need an overall rebrand on offense. The line's done quite well, so we do need to secure someone on there. And then defense, uh, we still keep McCourty because he's one of our guys. And yeah, and, and you guys have all those starters coming back from the COVID reserve that right. opted out this season. So your, your defense was fine this year, and honestly, there's no reason why they shouldn't go back to what they were in 2019, yeah. which was statistically one of the best defenses to ever play in the NFL. Um, and yeah, I agree. I think you got to re-sign Thune and, and, uh, oh my God, David Andrews. Um, I think Belichick is a, he's a, he's a, like, he, he is not a good GM. He is the best coach ever. He is a miserable GM. And because Tom Brady left and because they don't really have that winning culture anymore, um, Danny Amendola's take on this was garbage. But yeah. <laughs> here's here's my take. Just yeah, because yeah. they don't they don't they didn't win this year, they proved that yes, Tom Brady was a part of that. They they kind of needed him. Um, yeah. I nobody want nobody ever wanted to go play for Bill Belichick. Do you know what I'm saying? Like he's a notorious he's a notorious d bag to all of his players, and he doesn't gonna he's not gonna pay you. So no one ever really wanted to do that. And unless things change drastically, I don't see a huge reason why anyone would. That being said, they need to pay those offensive linemen sizable contracts. If you want to keep being able to run the ball. And now yeah. we are moving on finally sure. to uh schmuck of the week. So we will let, uh, <laughs> we will let uh, Mehmet go through his uh, schmuck and then John, and then you guys know how this works. The poll will go up on Instagram. Mm-hmm. You guys can vote and on either Friday or Saturday, we will post the winner. Okay, so actually, uh, you know who I'm going to pick, but I was thinking about picking Danny Amendola, so to go back to your quote earlier, <laughs> Danny Amendola was made a shit uh, statement. But okay, my schmuck of the week is that blonde gold digger who pulled up to the game against the Lakers. Uh, I believe it was the Phoenix Suns Lakers, right? Pulled up with a 50, 60-year-old husband and decided she was going to get in a fight with LeBron. Um, it's a stupid thing to do. She apologized. Her Instagram page looks awful. I mean, it's it's so bad. I think she said she was 25, but she she looks like she's 40. And just the actions she made and all the, Poor lady. All the shit she taught. I'm being yeah. honest. I'm being honest. I'm, I, is this on YouTube as well? Are you putting this on YouTube? Yeah, yeah we will. I'm sure, I'm sure if you can put some pictures in there, people will be able to understand mm. of what I'm talking about. She looks like... A middle-aged mom who had too much to drink, said a little bit too much. Made a, she deleted a lot of her Instagram uh, Instagram posts and apologized. And Ooh. come on, come on. Yeah. I mean, oh, I, I mean yeah. it was a stupid thing to do. One of the best players to ever play in the NBA and you're talking shit. And the only yeah. thing you're doing is gold digging. So, I mean, <laughs> schmuck of the week. Uh, I mean, I think, I think I'll win with this one just because, I mean, who hate, like, who likes her? Uh, who likes her? She just causing shit. Let's yeah. go. That's don't, don't what pick we on, need. Don't pick on, yeah. don't pick on the bro, we, man. Don't that's pick on what the we bro. need over here at Second Take. We need we need yeah. more of this. You just you just yeah. dug into that lady. If she ever sees this, she's she probably going to cry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, John, I mean, she, go she, really she, quick. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to go with... Right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go with... Uh, I'll, I'll go... I'll stray away from an NFL one, especially because we're in an off week. No one played. Um... I'm just gonna go with um, the the community of people, just people, just people in general. Let's just go with people. I hate I hate you all, people. Come on. Um, one, uh, 
why? Why why must we destroy the economy? Why must we destroy <laughs> the stonks? The stonks. Uh, yeah. Um one <laughs> like like totally totally understand why you'd be mad at the hedge funds like they're totally taking advantage of the thing yeah, the and they like don't yeah they don't want poor people to make money but it doesn't mean you have to destroy it <laughs> yeah Come it doesn't mean you have to destroy the entire thing uh snl is oh. gonna get a little bit of free advertising here uh snl did a hilarious skit with pete davidson about uh the stock market and it was called what still works uh with kate mckinnon and basically, like, she came on and she was like, the government, does that work? And, like, you know, they had one of the crazy, crazy theory people up. And it was a joke and they did that. And then the second one was the stock market. That must still work, right? And Pete Davidson came, came on and his name was, like, his name was, like, David Boner or whatever. And she got up there and he was like, so, Mr. Boner. And he's like, ah! <laughs> She was like, you're the majority uh, owner of GameStop now. Uh, so, what what do you do over at GameStop, Mr. Boner? And he's like, I made you call me Boner. That's not even my name. And they they did that like they did that whole thing. And he was like, uh, we sell games. And she was like, and are you good at it? And he was like, well, uh, most people buy their games online now, so not really. And she's like, so you're making millions of dollars off of it, right? And he's like. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and that was the whole thing. Uh, if you haven't watched that, go check that out uh, for sure. But yeah, we got we got two great. We got the Reddit idiots, and and then we got uh, courtside Karen this week. Mehmet, um, if you Ooh, want to give them one. your uh, social links real quick, I will sit back, let you do that, and then uh, we will wrap up. Yeah, of course. If you want to go find me, you can get me on Instagram at across the underscore pond. That's where I post all of my stuff. Nice and simple. You can find all my links there. We're on Twitter, uh, we're on YouTube, and also we're on TikTok for any of you like under, you know, 14-year-olds if you want to keep up with it as well. And you want to you want to spot me making some stupid shit. So yeah, if you go type in across uh the pond, uh you can find me anywhere on there. And um yeah, I mean if you want to listen to me talk more shit after you know you listen to the boys chat more shit. Bring it on, bring it on. You know where to find me. Uh, and I mean, I'm sure if you guys will be able to leave a link below into a yeah. link yep. tree or social media, then you go yeah, down there yeah. and find it. But I mean, yeah, if you want to go check it out, but I appreciate you boys having me on and, and uh, talking shit with me as well. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, man. This was awesome. We will uh, we will have you on again for sure. All right. Always. Uh, thank you for watching and we will see you guys after the mediocre plate game.